95.7 The Game presents Warriors World Radio Featuring the one and only Andy Liu Grow up Yeah, you, grow up And Sam Esfandiari So, who are you? Why do I gotta talk to you? This is Warriors World Radio On 95.7 The Game Warriors World Radio, we are back. Andy Lou, Sam is Fendiar. We already have callers. We already have callers because an insane game one. Warriors, Rockets. If every game, Sam, is going to be like this, this series, we have more content here for the entire year. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, what did Mike D'Antoni say before the series start? Let's run it back. all year. Just run it back. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we're going to run it back. <laughs> you know how good they are. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, there is no love loss between these two teams. No, that's I, for sure. That's what you want. That's what you want in the postseason. No more, no more passive like Instagram trolling or Twitter re- retweeting stuff like that. The Warriors and Rockets don't like each other, and they're showing it. They're showing it before the game. They're doing it during the game. They are blowing it up after the game. The the post game quotes are. Just, they are, that is postseason bass. That is what you want to hear, and that is what you want to see from two teams that played seven games last year, and, I mean, it looks like it's at least going six this time. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like we have to start with the controversy of the game, which was <laughs> Harden's shot at the end. Uh, let's go to Harden's thoughts on the no call when Draymond contested his shot. What can I do about it? <laughs> I, w- I was told the same thing at half, and... It's probably a couple more in that second half. I mean, I just want a fair chance, man. Call the game how it's supposed to be called, and, and, and that's it. And I'll live with the results. But especially we all know what happened, you know, a few years back with Kawhi. Like, that can change an entire series. Just call the game how it's supposed to be called, and, and we'll live with the results. And, and it's, it's plain and simple. Andy, do you agree with James? Really? That's what we're doing? Not Not us fans or anything like that. But as a basketball player, as someone who's the reigning MVP and a top five player in the league, just my thought process is if that's what you're thinking about after you lose game one basketball in a game where James Harden, by the way, shot nine for 28 and four for 16 from three, Sam, and then also had 14 free throws. That's what we're talking about. Should have had 25 free throws. (laughs) I just I don't even under I don't understand. Let's take away the fact we'll probably Dive in. And by, and by the way, call us. We've already got a few guys on the line. We'll, we'll get it uh, maybe end of the before the break here. Um, 888-957-9570. Text us on the Chillin' Auto Body text line 95795. And tweet us, hashtag Warriors World Radio. I just don't understand that's the thought process. That's the thing that concerns me. But isn't this who they've been, not just all year, but pretty much that since Chris Paul, actually even before Chris Paul came, this is who the Rockets are. Um, they play that. We want threes, dunks, or free throws, and they they hunt the free throws. They hunt the free throws, and you look on. Okay, so I'm thinking of, for the Warriors side, when the Warriors lose, do they ever come out and they're saying like, "Hey, we shouldn't got more calls," or Steve Kerr comes out, you know, just yelling at the refs and being angry about these things you can't necessarily control, right? Um, how about all the missed shots that the Rockets had? If the Warriors lost, I'd blame it on the turnovers, right? Don't turn, don't turn the ball over almost twenty times. Right? Well, actually, 20 straight. They yeah, actually Rock- had 20 turnovers. Rocket shot 14 of 47 from three. 29%. Uh, they probably they thought a few of those should have been fouls, but, I mean, what are we doing here? 
I don't, I don't really know what else to say. It's it's game one. It was a tough game, um, and they're immediately going to politicking about the refs. That's the first thing to do. You know what? Let's hit. Let's hear. Let's hit. Let's just go straight to the phone lines. We'll go back to the game. We'll go straight to the phone lines. Let's let's go to uh, let's go to Maddie at uh, in Castro Valley. Maddie, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. How about you guys? It's good. What do you got going for us, Matty? First, man, what an amazing first game. Go Warriors. Uh, I had a question for you guys. Do you guys think Iguodala would be able to, be able to handle as much minutes as he did tonight uh, going through all these games? I think he can handle it for this series. I think Kerr starting this series going small lets us know he views the Rockets as a serious threat. And he should. They took the Warriors to seven last year. Most would argue, even though they're the four seed, they're the second best team in the West. Why mess around? We saw them mess around in the last round versus the Clippers. Now Steph is hurt. And Clay is hurt. Yeah. You might as well extend your guys now. Next, If the Warriors advance, they can, they can go deeper into the bench against a Portland or a Denver. But Houston, you, you, you got to be sharp off the bat. Yeah. And also, another question, too. Um... With us losing to Marcus Cousins and after seeing today's game, uh, do you think that will affect the Warriors a lot or not as much? Yeah, I think that's. I think it actually helps the Warriors as of now. And, and thanks for calling in, Maddie. But I, I think just in terms of how they want to start the series, like what Sam just said, you want to go small. That's the first thing you want to do. You don't want to mess around here. I think to Marcus Cousins, there's some, there's some kind of. Um, you know, they might start slow, a little bit sluggish. They're still integrating him in. You don't know how that's going to go. Now, the issue here is Steph and, and Clay, both guys that rolled their ankle. And they played okay today, but that's something you're definitely concerned about. Yeah, I mean, only seven players on the Warriors played over 10 minutes today. Uh, the starters plus Looney and, and Livingston. Whew. McKinney played nine minutes. McKinney was, you know, this series is probably above. Uh, where you want him to be, but they need someone to play. So if um, if there is any concern about DeMarcus Cousin, it's how painfully thin the Warriors are versus Houston. But, hey, they got to make do with what they got. I mean, right they now. got a lot of talent, right? Let's see if we can squeeze two more in, Sam. We got we got Adam over here and uh, in and out San Jose. Shouts to in and out Shouts to the double-double. Talking about hard and fouls, man, what you got for us? For sure, man. You you got to get the double-double uh, uh, animal style. But, you know, <laughs> one thing about James Harden, he loves to take a three from one foot behind the arc, and then he loves to go forward about two feet <laughs> to try to get the rest to get that call. You can't do that. There's this guy named Dieter, Dieter Cottonbush. I don't know. I, I, I saw his Kurt Bach, right. where he retweeted. Shout out, Dieter. There you go. You got it. And he got a perfect picture of it. And it's like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And I, and I hope, and I hope the reps look at that and see that and don't call for the rest of the uh, the series. Because if he gets hurt, that's his own fault. That's like when LeBron James dove and hit his head on the camera and cut his head. He's got a forever scar to show that he flopped and cut his head. You know what I'm saying? But I'll take it out there. Thank Lo- Love the energy. Love the energy from Adam at an in and out. I- I mean, you never want want to see someone get hurt. And the refs, maybe they missed some of these foul calls. Maybe they did. But here's the thing, right? Both ways. It looked like the Warriors miss, had some miss, too. Steph's fifth foul call was a phantom foul, right? Didn't look like that was a foul. We can go on and on, right? We can break down every single foul call. But what's the point? Well, isn't the game about actually playing basketball? And Sam's always talking about jig basketball for the Houston Rockets, right? Kind of want him to explain this to us. But that's... It's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not honest basketball. It's not how you should be playing. This is not what Dr. Naismith 
thought of when he created the sport. No, um, I mean, they're, they're clearly hunting the fouls. They know it gets under the Warriors' skin. That's what's made them successful this whole time. I don't think it's going to stop. I think the purpose of their postgame quotes was to make the refs more aware. They're hoping for a, a tighter whistle next game. They know it takes the Warriors out of rhythm. Yeah, I mean, that's it, and it did today. I thought it did today. And that's where we have to get to Kevin Durant, the one Warrior who is not taken out of rhythm, the one man who's essentially been on a tear since game two against the Clippers. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I just started laughing. Sorry. Uh, that, that, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I think we know who he is. What is this? His fifth straight game in a row, over thirty points, averaging about forty points a game since I'm done. then. I'm done. What I'm, What else is there to say about him? The ISOs that they are, while they can be frustrating to watch, uh, I, I think this game part of the. Oh, but I, I let me. Yeah, I disagree with you here. I think the ISOs are necessary versus Houston. Mm. Um. I think you need someone against a physical Houston defense who's looking to kind of mess up the Warriors' rhythm. The Warriors can't run their motion offense and kind of beautiful offense against the Rockets. Yeah, and it, and you we know how it goes. They're not. They actually ran a bunch of pick and roll today. I did see that, but that but then they don't have like Steph. Really, really doesn't look like he's had a hundred percent. He looks fine. He looks like he can play through it. It's kind of like a twenty sixteen kind of thing. Definitely doesn't look like. Uh, he's at 100%, and Kevin Durant, un- absolutely unguardable. I mean, you take some of the turnovers out, you-, you know he'll probably he'll have some of those. He's just a tall guy, but he's absolutely unstoppable. And if and if they're, if the refs are going to call those fouls, how many times did he get to the line today, Sam? Like 15 times he got to the line. They can't do anything about it there. You got Daniel House, Nene, especially they're switching every single play. And more than anything, he got there 15 times. The rest of the Warriors got there 12. <sighs> They need him to get to the line. I mean, Steph gets a line a decent amount, but not really that much. He's never going to be a guy who gets you 10, 11 free throws consistently. Clay never gets to the line. Draymond and Iguodala don't really get to the line. I mean, where else are they going to get someone who can attack downhill, particularly in those moments because this game was close down the stretch where you just need a basket. You can't just be hunting for a big shot three. Yeah, I mean, great, great game one, 104, 100. Dre in Oakland. We're going to get to you after the break here. Call in 888-957-9570. Text in 95795, Warriors World Radios. You got Andrew Sharp coming in on the other side. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Oh, deep breath after that game. Just, I felt tired. Like, I felt like I was playing, Sam. Like, one of those things where it's just grueling. It just seems like every shot matters more because there's just not many possessions in these games. And every whistle is just, like, I was watching with a bunch of people. Everybody's just, somebody's just yelling. It's just like, you don't know what's going to happen except, you know, somebody's going to get a foul call on them. But... That's, that's what you want to see. It felt like a finals game, not a second-round game. It did not feel like a second-round game, and quite frankly, it shouldn't feel like a second-round game. We know how good Houston is. We know this is the matchup we wanted to see all year. It came a little earlier this year. I didn't really know what that would mean in terms of the energy, uh, but it didn't disappoint. They Both teams came out like it was a finals game, in my opinion. It took them about six, seven minutes to get into it, and then it just... It was like we were right back in the Western Conference Finals last year. 
Um, just some very, very high level basketball. Yeah. Um, well, we're going, we're going right back to the phones here. Um, call us 888-957-9570. Dre in Oakland. Thanks for waiting, man. How's it going? I think we have Jarrett. Maybe not. Maybe it was absolutely phenomenal being at the game today. Um, but just to start off the game, I don't know if you guys remember when Harden put his, uh, his uh, shoulder into Curry and Curry hit the deck. There was no call there. You know, and just want to say, like, as a Warriors fan, it was abs- it was unbelievable, this victory. It's everything that we could ask for coming off of all the circumstances with two sprained ankles, just playing the Clippers 30 hours ago, and these guys showed up, showed out, yep. and, they you know, they, they played their game. But uh, going forward, I called into Steiny and uh, JD this morning. They were asking for X, X factors, and I said for the whole series, it's going to be Iguodala and Looney. If those two guys have great series, we win. And if the other side, Capella and Tucker, don't, those are the those are the four guys because the big guys are going to get theirs. And, and you know, but these these four names here, uh, they're going to be major role players in this series. So, just your thoughts on. I don't know if you saw, I was sitting behind the Rockets bench, and D'Antoni, he was barking at the refs like the whole game <laughs> to get calls. And every time Harden shoots a three, even if there's no one around him, he falls. I mean, the refs, they should wake up to this and see that this guy is literally, <laughs> you know, the shot's not even going to go in, but he falls and hoping someone's around where he, like, puts his foot out or something. So for him to cry about these calls is ridiculous. Great game by KD, great game by the guys with the sprained ankles, the Splash Brothers, everybody put it together and brought home a victory. Go Duffs, go Sharks. Thank you, Dre. Go Sharks. There you go. Look at that. Sam? No, he's not smiling. Sam's not smiling. Go Sharkies. <laughs> Up 1-0 right now. Intermission. Sorry. Uh, I'd agree with him. I thought uh, of the four players he mentioned, kind of the role players we think of, Iguodala, Looney, Tucker, Capella. Warriors once played better today. Iguodala is the best player out of those players today. Uh, I thought Tucker played really good defense today, but he ended with zero points. Oh, for four. They he needs to hit a couple shots for them. Capello is really disappointing. He doesn't look the same, right? Yeah, I don't know. He had that virus. Was it a week ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, And they're saying he's fine now, but I mean, he doesn't look like the Clint Capello who finished everything around the rim that we saw midseason. Yeah, I mean, you made a point about seven players that played over 10 minutes for the Warriors. Houston played eight players over 10 minutes. Do you believe that? you believe Kerr actually played a shorter rotation than Mike D'Antoni? I think that's what we're going to see for the duration of this series. Like, who did Kerr not play that you think is going to get big minutes going forward? Quinn Cook? Probably not. <laughs> and game two is the series here. We're gonna we got we got from five to seven. We got another hour and a half here. We got Andrew Sharp coming here in a few seconds. But game two is gonna be the series. Warriors win game two. The series is over, right? Last year they won game one, then they lost game two. Got it. Um. So you know we'll, we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. But for now we have Andrew Sharp from the Sports Illustrated. Andrew, the Sports Illustrated, the the Sports Illustrated, sir. The Ohio State University. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, man. It's a little feisty afternoon here in the wake of that game. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I, Honestly, first of all, it was a great game. Second of all, it feels right that after the last 12 months of these teams circling each other, we're going to spend the next 48 hours with both fan bases like violently disagreeing and accusing each other of conspiracies. It's, I don't know. It feels appropriate. 
So on that note, obviously the big talking point after game one was the officials, at least on the rocket side, um, Harden, Dan, Tony, everyone had quotes, um, going forward. How do you even officiate this series? Like where I, I thought it was inconsistent today, but it's generally inconsistent. I don't, what are, what are they trying to gain by these, by these statements and how do you even officiate these guys going forward? Well, I think it's tough, man. With Harden particularly, the Warriors are really good at making him uncomfortable and forcing him into these tough contested looks, which are low percentage shots. So in that case, like it makes sense for him to kick his legs out and fall forward an extra foot or two and try to draw contact. And he just wasn't getting those calls today. And that was pretty consistent throughout the game. And um, he wasn't able to adjust. He didn't have a plan B. And, and I think that's, something that cost Houston today, it may be called completely differently in game two and would sort of change the calculus on their part. But I think the bottom line is like, this is going to be a really tough series for any crew to officiate because the Rockets are really good at exploiting the slightest bit of contact and the Warriors are good at it too. And, and it puts the rest in a tough spot. And, uh, I, I don't know if that necessarily decided the game today. I thought the Warriors played really solid defense on Harden, and the Rockets just didn't have enough around him. Um, but it was still like a, a one-possession game under a minute. So it's a toss-up going forward. Andrew Sharp has his own, from the Sports Illustrated, by the way, has his own podcast, <laughs> Open Floor Podcast, where he calls Kevin Durant a role player. Kevin Durant today, Andrew, had 35 points on 25 shots. Best player on both sides of the floor and essentially carried the Warriors to victory. Your thoughts? Oh, man. All right. First of all, there's a lot of context with the Kevin Durant conversation <laughs> over the past few years. I will say this. Durant right now is playing the best basketball I've ever seen from him. And um, it really is. That's another reason that, like, the officiating stuff is kind of a bummer because we should be talking about Durant and him sort of taking charge for a Warriors team that is kind of quietly shorthanded right now. And he's just been, like, out of this world. I mean, he was automatic no matter who the Rockets threw on him. So if you want an official kind of – uh, concession from me. Kevin Durant is not a role player whatsoever right now. He right now looks like the best player in basketball. Uh, that was, I was going to ask you, is he the best basketball player <laughs> in the world right now? Because we just saw Giannis lose to the Celtics, and they got blown out by the Celtics. He may not be ready for the prime time here. Uh, and, and Kevin Durant yeah, is... Well, yeah. It's interesting. I'm in Toronto right now, and uh, I was watching Game 1 with Kawhi Leonard, and I think that Kawhi is the only real threat to KD as if we're talking about the best player in the league because Kawhi right now is just so clinical, getting whatever he wants. He's probably a little bit more dominant on defense than Durant is. And um, so I think, honestly, if the next three or four weeks of the playoffs are like Kawhi and KD alternating 40- and 50-point games, that's cool with me. Yeah. So on the other side of KD, Steph had another quiet game. He had 12 shots today. Uh, the last four games of the Clippers series, he averaged about 13 and a half shots. I'm trying to figure out, is this more a case that Katie is in such a groove that it makes sense for him to kind of fall back? And, you know, when someone's playing like Katie is just ride the hot hand for as long as you can, or is this something larger defense is kind of keying on Steph and he can't find a way to impact the game uh, the way we're used to seeing him? Yeah, so I think that's the most interesting question with the Warriors going forward because 
Durant, as great as he can be in the past, he's been sort of a crutch that can be a little dangerous for the Warriors because they fall into this groove where they're just kind of throwing it to him for 16-foot mid-range jumpers. And he can hit those, but they're not at their most dangerous when that's the way they're running their offense and they're, they're better when the ball is zipping all over the floor and Steph is kind of the catalyst for everything. But team's key on Steph. We know that. And um, so it's, it's honestly hard for me to say. Like, I, I don't know how healthy he is right now. Um, he's clearly not forcing anything. And, and Durant has been great enough to make it work. But when you look at this Warriors, I mean, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. But, like, when you look at where this team is right now, they're pretty thin. And they, they are more mortal this year season this playoff run than I think anyone would have imagined if we had this conversation six months ago and so um it's they're going to need Steph to be Steph to to kind of finish this off and I I really don't know what we're going to get over the next month yeah I think that's the most um from the warrior side uh the most jarring thing was Kerr only played seven players more than 10 minutes tonight all the starters basically went 40 minutes and then Looney and Livingston kind of filled in and I don't really see how he's going to go deeper in this series. This is obviously opposite to his whole strength and numbers credo. Um, what I wanted to ask was, is it, are, are, should we be concerned that this is going to wear them down going through, or is this just kind of where they have to be? I think this is it. I, I don't know if they have alternatives. I heard you guys talking before I came on, and uh... – and yeah, like you look up and down the roster and there just aren't that many guys that Kerr is going to be able to trust in some of these high leverage situations. I mean, like who knows what they'll be dealing with in the Western Conference Finals. That'll probably be a different conversation. As in it'll be easier. Series, well, yeah, it'll be a lot easier. Probably a very quick series. Steph can rest that ankle a little bit. But um, but then when you get to the finals, if that's if that's where this goes, like the, the team coming out of the East, whether it's the Celtics or the Raptors or the Bucks, like they're going to be really tough as well. And and Kerr's probably going to have to shorten the rotation all over again. So um, yeah, it, 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 to me as a as an objective basketball fan and journalist, I'm actually pretty excited because yes. this is one of the best teams the NBA has ever seen. And they're going to really have to earn it and fight down the stretch here to make this work. And um, and I think that's part of what's been gratifying about watching Durant lately is like we're having to see him at his very best for Golden State to get these wins. And I'm sure we'll have the same kind of questions with Curry going forward. I mean, yeah, I mean, they they started the Hamptons five. This is one of the greatest lineups of all time. I mean, this is now. I mean, this is year five, right? And they're trying to win the fourth championship here. You might as well play your guys. I mean, nobody wants to see Fesses Yilly. You know, nobody wants to see Alonzo McKinney play. You know, it's time to just throw these guys out there and see what they've got. So, Sharp, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your thoughts on the rest of the series? How do you see the, the refs playing out? Because no, nobody wants to hear about the refs. I, I think that that's all that's going to be talked about here in the next couple of days and really for the next, you know, couple of weeks. But other than that, on court-wise, how do you see the rest of this thing playing out? You know what? I mean, all year long, when people were talking up the Rockets as like a real threat to Golden State, I didn't totally buy it, it, in part because I figured that Golden State would come into this series healthy and locked in. And now we're not sure how healthy they are. And they were locked in today. I mean, they, play, they played really hard. They played smart. And the Rockets did not have a great game and were right there step for step for four quarters. So I think it's going to be closer. I, I picked Warriors in five coming in. 
and I could actually see it going seven now um, just because of the way Houston matches up. They can really stick with them. And um, so it's, it's going to be a war. I mean, today felt like it was a finals game because it was just like a rock fest with both teams going back and forth at each other. And I think every game is going to feel that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to shift to the East. So you're in Toronto right now. You saw the Celtics-Milwaukee game. I guess my question for you is after the first game of each of those series, uh, who are you more impressed by, Toronto or the Celtics? Well, first of all, Andy has been doubting my Celtics. Oh, yeah, here we <laughs> go. He's giving you grief. He's been giving me grief. Um, I thought the Celtics looked great today, but I also think that Milwaukee is a pretty favorable matchup for Boston, and so I don't want to take too much away from game one. I think that series is going to get really interesting over the next week or so. Toronto, though, I am blown away by how good they look and how versatile they are. The state of Pascal Siakam's game, I mean, it feels like he gets better every three weeks. You look up and he's added something new to his his offense, and um, they're just going to be a a real – I mean, this this was a situation where everybody all year long was like, let's wait and see with the Raptors. Who knows exactly what they're going to be? And right now, they could not be more impressive. So um, I got to go with Toronto there. I'm kind of blown away by how good Kawhi is and how great kind of the fit is everywhere else on the roster. Do you think they're looking like the team that could potentially give the Warriors or the Rockets the biggest challenge in the East then? Yeah, I I would say both Toronto and Boston are built with the kind of two-way wings, three-point shooting, and uh, end-of-game scoring, whether it's Kawhi or Kyrie, that can really spell trouble for Golden State. And there's no question that the Warriors are still the favorites. But let's say if Houston were to advance, I think either Toronto or Boston would be favored to win that finals matchup. And so, I don't know. I mean, I think when you look across the league, this is a lot more of a toss-up than anyone would have expected. And um, I can't wait to see it play out because all these teams have been really good. And uh, and as a, as a child of the Eastern Conference, I, I'm <laughs> actually kind of pumped to see the East have a little bit of dignity for the first time in like 10 years. Maybe the Washington Wizards can uh, can can make it back someday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Wizards, it might be another twenty years. But, you know, <laughs> Andrew Sharp, the Sports Illustrated, sir. Thank you for coming on, man. Thanks, Sharp. All right, take it easy, guys. Talk to you soon. Uh, Kawhi does look great. I think Kawhi does look great. I mean, he has some a stake for uh, the best player on earth. Yeah, uh-huh. Anytime he goes sixteen for twenty three with forty five points, <laughs> that. Um, that game yesterday was very impressive. All these series have been entertaining. We haven't seen Portland and Denver yet. Um, I feel like that's probably not going to get the hype the other three series are, but it'll be fun though. That'll be a high scoring series. Like they'll get some air. I mean, Spurs play so slow. <clears throat> Sorry. They'll get some air. Dame is going to be great. It feels like a week ago since yeah. Dame hit that that walk off shot that kind of dominated the headlines for a couple of days. That's just kind of where we're at with the playoffs. So many good games going on. So many good games. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we got a couple guys. Jared from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, who's been waiting for a while. Thanks for waiting, man. How's it going? What you got? I'm doing all right. I just wanted to make a few comments on James Harden, especially the referee, and I know it's going to be a big topic. I feel the refs in playoff basketball, it's going to be coached differently anyway, and you need to make adjustments as a star player, which James Harden believes he is and people believe he is. You shot 25% from the three-point line. You reach for a lot of shots. 
once you see that you're not getting the foul calls you normally get, I feel like you have to change your game. And I feel like he did not do that in any kind of way. I feel like it was bad shooting. The Warriors themselves had a lot of turnovers. They can play a lot better. I feel like Kevin Durant has clarified it, took over. He is the best player in the league right now. And I think we got it. Like you just said, we have a lot of great series going on. The East is 50-50. It's up in the air, but I still don't see anybody beating the Warriors. The shooting between Curry, Thompson, and Durant is going to be too great for anybody to overcome. Thank you, Jared. Um, yeah, I agree with him. Uh, that's always been the criticism with Harden, you know, the step back three, getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line. But beyond that, you know, where's there's no mid-range game. I mean, he's got the little floater, but it's always kind of he's playing for the same shots instead of reacting to yeah. how the defense is guarding him. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what makes Kobe Bryant right great in the postseason. Even LeBron James, who you don't think of. Oh, or Kevin Durant. Kevin, Kevin Durant. But like these type of guys, you can't guard these people. They have counters on counters. Like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Counters on counters. On. Steph Curry. Steph Curry has that too, right? Where he's just, he can get to the hole. Mid-range. He can shoot from three. He can draw fouls. He can do he can go on ball. Things. He can go off ball. He can these, cut. They have many, many tools in the, in the toolbox. Wow. <laughs> didn't, I didn't think, actually think I was going to say that. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. But uh, James Harden, again, he had 35 points today. He had 35 points. You, you look at the numbers. He had 35 points on 28 shots. Not that bad. Seven trips to the free throw line. I think the Warriors are going to live with 35 points on 35 shooting attempts any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, that's what they forced him into. I mean, Chris Paul, five for nine shooting, and he looked okay. He actually looked really good. He made a couple of step back threes. Um, he hit a lot of timely baskets. That yeah. was a thing. It so was kind last of last year too. It was it was kind of Harden running the show, but Chris Paul was making the big plays when they needed them. And PJ Tucker, same on the defensive end. I think he had four steals in the first half. Yeah, uh, ended with what do we got here? Uh, well, he ended with four. So. But no, well, Paul is also someone that has a bunch of moves. He can go to the hole. He does a little up and under. He draws the foul. He's got the step back, and he's got that mid range that he's famous for, like prime CP three at unstoppable mid range shot. So that's that's someone that maybe they should get the ball more, right? Because you've got you got Harden out here doing the same thing every single play, and you talk about someone getting tired. It's tiring to play the way Harden does. Thirty dribbles, step back. Thirty dribbles, go to the hole. I mean, you wear down that way. He played thirty nine minutes today. That's actually on the lower side, uh, but he's probably going to go into the forties. Yep. And I don't think it's going to get better in terms of efficiency wise. If he's playing 44, 45 minutes. Nope. Definitely not. Definitely not. All right. Well, we got, we got John in the Richmond. He wants to talk about the game. Obviously big win. John, sir, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good guys. A uh, huge win because this game was set up for the warriors to fail because they, you know, they had the quick turnaround on not even two days rest. And they got the job done. So I think, I mean, imagine if Houston would have won. They'd be feeling themselves right now. Warriors would have two guys with still kind of busted up ankles with a must-win game, too. So this is a huge victory. Um, on the Steph Curry point about his less, his less shots, I think you could attribute that to his foul trouble. He hasn't been playing. I mean, the guy keeps getting in foul trouble, and he keeps having to sub out like midway through the first and third quarter when usually he'd be playing those whole quarters. So I think that's where that's at. And I think DeMarcus Cousins being injured, I hate to say it, but it's a blessing in disguise, man, because small ball lineup and Kevon Looney against the Rockets is where it's at. 
And I mean, you know, I'm fine with us only playing seven, eight guys because those are our best guys. And I can't stand when Kerr was putting, you know, we got Verjao out there in crucial minutes. I mean, that's not what times. we need. Let's go down with guns a blazing if this is really going to be our last year. So I think it's a huge win, man, and go Warriors. Thank you, John. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The foul trouble is part of the reason Steph hasn't been able to get into rhythm. There's probably no one on the Warriors who's more rhythm-based than Steph. And if he has to get subbed out every few minutes, hard for him to get into a flow. His fault, too. His fault, too. Absolutely. Some of these fouls he's just reaching and just doesn't make any sense. Um, All right, live retime. Realtor.com and 95.7 The Game are teaming up this postseason to give you a chance to win courtside club seats at Game 2 of Warriors-Rockets. Oh, that's Tuesday, I believe, Sam. Tune in to the Jolo and Dibs show tomorrow and Tuesday at 8 a.m. for the keyword of the day. They go to Realtor.com slash Warriors and enter that keyword to qualify. 95.7 The Game, your home for Warriors playoff coverage and the Realtor.com home court advantage. Complete rules at 95.7thegame.com. Whew. If you want to call in, call 888-957-9570 or text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. I think I, went, I think I did that read too fast. I'm going to slow it down next time. Really draw it out, Sam. I think uh, really like the pace of this series. Really slow, you know, really. You were going with the uh, Steph Curry quick trigger shot and you need to do a little more James Harden, really kind of lather the ball, yeah. take your time reading it. Pound, pound, pound. Can you like that's the reason why he's tired? Like people say he's always tired, but besides the fact from the lack of adjustments, I mean, like thirty-five points. Do you think he played a good game, Sam? I wouldn't say he played a good game, like great game. I wouldn't say that for someone that wants to be the best player in the league. I don't, I don't see it. And here's the thing: the offense is geared around him, right? Like everything's geared around him. It's his show. Yeah, I mean, he they let him do what he wants. This isn't a situation where he has to defer or share the ball. Um, so, and they're running the same thing they did last year. Same thing the year before. I don't know what else you can say about it. (laughs) Yeah. You look at Steph Curry and beyond, beyond the injury, he's still fine. He's still playing, but Kevin Durant's rolling right now. He's the guy that you want to have the ball, right? He's, he might have a couple too many turnovers, but he looks great out there. And I think that's where beyond the rhythm and the foul trouble, Steph shouldn't be shooting at 25 times a game. You'd love him to. That means he's probably shooting great. But they've got Kevin Durant, and that's what makes the Warriors so great. That's why when people talk about the Warriors and how uh, they're going to be you know, four or five straight titles when they got together, it's because these are two of the best offensive players in NBA history. And you really can't guard that. Let's get to Logan on line one. Logan, what's going on? Cincinnati. Hey, guys. uh, I just want to talk about the landing issue real quick. (laughs) I'm actually – I hate James Harden. I hate the way he's officiated. Uh, So I'm pretty biased. But I completely think that the landing zone issue was a thing today. But the only reason it's an issue is because he's allowed to get away with that giant push-off every time and displace the defender. If it wasn't for that, they wouldn't have to – jump so far to you know recover as quickly and it's i think as long as they called both of those fairly it's not really that big of a deal but yeah the houston rockets are completely ugly basketball thank you logan yeah that uh, was that was a question that i had sorry no, sorry sorry go ahead sam oh i was gonna say on the shot at the end of the game that was a pure flop by harden <laughs> He jumped from three or four feet behind the line, and he landed with his feet inside the line. Draymond jumped more or less straight up, might have moved about six inches forward. That wasn't a landing space issue. There were other shots where there were landing 
landing spot issue, and that does happen time to time. You want to crowd the shooter, uh, but the infamous shot at the end of the game, not so much. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we got someone from the uh, 650 asking, who are you guys? Never heard you before. So it's a good time for a plug. Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari, Warriors World Radio. Call in 888-957-9570. Text us on the Chill Auto Body text line 95795 and tweet us, hashtag Warriors World Radio. From the 408, everyone keeps talking about the refereeing. 38-26 to 26 rebound advantage, 50%, 41% shooting advantage, all Warriors. That's why they won. Your thoughts, Andy? They're outplaying them. I mean, they're outplay- the Warriors are always going to outshoot the other team. I think the Warriors probably should have won by more. They had a nine-point lead a couple minutes before halftime. They blew that lead with a couple turnovers, one from Steph, one from Kevin Durant. So they had how many turnovers? 20 turnovers today. They cut that down to about 14, 15. They'll be fine, right? Yeah, I think the main takeaways from this, um, the Warriors were careless with the ball. Repetitive theme. I think you guys have heard this over the last five years. Uh, but they made up for it with hustle plays. They did get 12 more rebounds. That'll make up for losing some of those possessions. And that's kind of what they, they need to do. That's kind of what Kerr's always talking about. Take care of the ball, rebound, win the possession battle. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better to see this team locked in. I think the past couple games, game five was was awful. Probably one of the worst games we saw from the Warriors in terms of energy all year. Game six, they knew they messed up. They came out was great, even though they got down. And this game, I thought they came out and they were locked in. Absolutely. Let's go to Wes on line three from Concord. Wes, what's going on? Hey. I've, I've been watching, you know, football and basketball for years, and, and it's like the refs need to be like high fiving each other now when they when they get the call right and chest bumping each other because I mean the officiating really sucks. It's not consistent from one game to the next, even from one play to the next. It's like embarrassing. I mean, can these guys go home and look at each other, look at their self in the mirror, look at their own face, and say like, "Oh, yeah, that was a great call. I changed the game." Thank you, Wes. That was that was incredible. We need Wes back. We need Wes back next hour to talk more on the refs. Um, I don't know. I thought you know they're in a, they're in a tough position. They're in a tough position. The Rockets are the hardest team in the NBA yeah. to officiate, but it has been a theme all year. The inconsistencies. Yes. Some games are called super tight. Some games are called super loose. Some games you can crowd shooters. Some games you can't. I think most players would argue or would would agree. They just want consistency. They'll adapt if they know how it's going to be called. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. It'll, it'll be tough, but still fun to watch in a close game and a great series that's coming. we got Anthony Slater coming up on the other side of the hour. 95.7, the game. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7, the game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Warriors World Radio here. Samus Fandiari, Andy Liu. Warriors win 104-100 today against the Rockets. Um, the main talking point of this has been the officials. The Rockets had some thoughts, if you didn't hear earlier. James Harden just wants a fair chair. What can I do about it? <laughs> I, w- I was told the same thing at half, and there's probably a couple more in that second half. I mean, I just want a fair chance, man. Call the game how it's supposed to be called, and, and, and that's it. And I'll live with the results. But especially we all know what happened, you know, 
a few years back with Kawhi, like that can change an entire series. Just call the game how it's supposed to be called, and and we'll live with the results. And, and it's, it's plain and simple. Just wants a fair chance, Andy. Do you agree? <laughs> I've never, even LeBron James, who has come out of the finals game with a cast on his hand, has never blamed the refs. I just think if you're Eric Gordon, or if you're Daniel House, if you're Clint Capella, you're a role player, that's fine. You can come out here and you can say, hey, I need the refs. I need the refs. But if you're Steph Curry, you're, you're Kevin Durant, you're LeBron James, you're James Harden, you're any of these guys that are supposed to be the greatest players on earth, why, why do we need the refs? Why, why does that matter? Especially Just when you have 14 free throws. <laughs> Going up. Sam is a pro at this point. He's figured out the soundboard. Somebody texted in uh, 510. Y'all have a regular slot on 95.7 the game. If not, y'all should. I think we do weekly, you know, for the last couple of months. So took took Sam a couple of weeks, but he's figured it out. If you want to join us, you can call in at 888-957-9570 or text us at the Chilton Auto Body text line 95795 or tweet us at hashtag Warriors World Radio. Harden wasn't the only one with commentary on the refs. Um, one, to never be quiet in terms of his thoughts, Draymond Green had to say. I've been fouled by James on a James three-pointer before. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> nah, I ain't going with that one. Nah, I'm straight. Uh, Draymond, by the way, before that quote, he had to ask, because the, 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 the guy who asked him the question, he had to say, what? And then he asked him again, wait, what, what did he say? Draymond couldn't believe it. And, and Draymond, by the way, he's the guy that you want to ask, you know, to ask him what his thoughts are. Uh, and, and he came if back. If you need with a that. quote, go go talk to Draymond. Um, and and Harden's the one that's taking his leg out. Chris Paul, same thing at the end of the day. He's throwing his leg out there. Um, and it, we, it's not just the Rocket players. Steph Curry does this too. Kevin Durant does this too. Everyone does. It's it's probably started with Reggie Miller. At least Reggie Miller is the first player I can think of who done it. But. It's, it's it's a common thing in basketball, and the refs generally don't call it. If you catch the refs with it, good for you. It's the postseason, too. Man. It's the it's the postseason. They don't call that many fouls. Let them play, as they should. I look at Steph Curry, who kicks out um, anytime someone gets close to him on a contest. If he doesn't get the call, you know he'll kind of he'll kind of shrug. He'll kind of argue a little bit, but it leaves it there. He doesn't go to the post game. Yeah, and you know, demand the government get involved. <laughs> demand the government. Demand the government. Yeah, I mean that. That's what we got to do. We got Anthony Slater coming on in ten minutes here from the Athletic to talk about the game. But now, let's see if we can get these lines. Let's see if we can get these guys on the line. Where we want to start? Ed in Danville. Yeah, start there. Ed, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're good. How are you? Good, good. I was going to comment, you know, just on uh, what you were just saying about, you know, Harden's complaint. I thought the Warriors did a great job of, of jumping to his side, especially in the first quarter, just getting him a little bit rattled. I mean, he threw a couple air balls. I mean, I don't even think he hit the rim on a couple of those shots. And they were jumping right at him. And they were, you know, they were trying to jump to the side. Um, so that, that, I thought that was pretty good. The other thing that I thought was really good was the, uh, they lost last time with the, you know, with the screen and isolation. Do we? Oh no! Ed, are you there? Uh, Ed, no. call back. <laughs> we lost Dan. Um, but about the non-fouling, agreed. I think somebody texted in to ask us talking about Kevon Looney. Um, I think he's great. He's great about not fouling. I think Sean Livingston had a couple of fouls. I think Clay had one too. Kevon Looney, you believe me, the the most disciplined defender on the team. Yeah, at first I just thought he was slow, but he might just be the most disciplined man in the NBA. Moves to the side, 
hands up, never reaching. Kind of the opposite of Steph Curry in that regard. <laughs> wow. Shots. Uh, <laughs> I, I think of it kind of the opposite of Jordan Bell, too. Because if Jordan Bell had the wherewithal of Kavon Looney, had the IQ of Kavon Looney, Jordan Bell would be playing. Like, that guy would be playing right now. But because he's jumping, and if Jordan Bell was on the floor, he probably would have fouled. Harden probably have 30 free throws. So- and it, it's hard to guard Harden. That's why what Looney does is impressive. It may not seem impressive, but to have the discipline to contest that closely and not foul a guy, it's difficult. If it was easy... Harden wouldn't be an MVP and the player he was. Yeah, I mean one of the uh, one of the tougher things about that, th- but they've made the game tough for him because again, he has those couple plays where you know he's going to his right, he's stepping back, and if you can shadow him from the side, there it makes the shot a lot tougher. And when we're going into the fourth quarter, the legs are gone, right? And they force him into those floaters. It's tough. Um, so let's go. Let's see if we Zevin from New York. Zevin, hopefully I'm saying that right. Thoughts on Game One? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, guys. I appreciate you getting me in before Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot. So, um, so there's obviously a lot to go uh, with this game. I just one one of the things that stuck out uh, of many is like to me, like I feel like if if Steph or KD said, "Oh, I want a fair chance to call the game the right way," right? They they call him, uh, you know, they call KD thin skin. They would say, "Steph, stop complaining." Right? If Steph came in. You know, after the 2016 finals with a cast on his knee and said, oh, yeah, it's been broken since, you know, game one of the second. You know, people would, you know, lose their minds. But, you know, when Harden does it, it's no, it's no big deal. But that's neither here nor there. Um, look, I just, I, I think as long as Katie's playing the way that he is, I think the Rockets are going to have a hard time. Uh, Harden shooting 35% in the playoffs. Like, I, I think it's time that we start to look at him as a playoff choker. I think that's been overlooked for a long time. Uh, and now I think people are starting to see that you know when, when, when he can't when he doesn't get fouls to go his way like he's kind of a nice, not a non-factor but he's he's more of a star and less of a superstar in the big games in the playoffs and I think that that's going to really prevent the Rockets from going deep in, into the playoffs. Just my best, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Seven. Thirty-five percent. Yeah, it was the same versus Utah, too. He uh, he had a good game and a half against them, and then it was just more of a volume player going forward. Yeah, I mean, he does make a great point, and one we don't talk about enough. What the Warriors do and what they say is pretty scrutinized, and people do. I mean, it might be just a social media thing, right, Sam? But, you know, whatever KD says, people do call him sensitive. They do call him soft, right? Whatever Steph Curry says, like, hey, you know, you have all the best things in the world. You've won MVP before, right? There should be no excuses. But when Chris Paul and James Harden comes out here and they're talking about referees, then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, he's right. You know, maybe they should get more calls or, or stuff like that. It's not, why are we doing this? Why are we talking about this? Do you think it's going to lead to a tighter whistle or a looser whistle in game two? That's a great question. You would think, I think throughout the entirety of the game, I think it's probably going to be the same whistle. But to start, they may try to do the thing where they call a couple fouls, right? set the tone. Like, they might want to do those things. Um, it'll be interesting to see. And we got, the phones just keep filling up. Sam, I don't know where to go. We'll go to Tony. Oh, wait, he just sang the, <laughs> he just say, uh, he's in his car. He said he just sang the national an- anthem at the Sharks game. Oh, man. That's, that's right. That's amazing. That's How was that? Well, I, did the, I did the Warriors last Wednesday. Oh, nice! And um, they kind of they kind of made me mad because you know I, I put some extra <laughs> juice on that on that anthem for them, and then they came out like they were on a Honolulu vacation playing <laughs> ball, and I'm like I, that ticked me off. We don't need you going to doing any more national anthems, then, huh? 
Sounds like we, we can't have no, you. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm a good luck charm for everybody, man. <laughs> love that. Love that. All right, your thoughts on the Warriors game? Well, uh, I missed the game today, but I've been listening. And, you know, the one thing that that been ticking me off for a long time now, you know, uh, Steph Curry never gets any calls. James Harding and, and, and LeBron and those guys, they get all kinds of calls all the time. And they're always in the ref's face, and the referee never does anything. You know, and Draymond Green can say one thing, bang, they give him a technical. But my my big beef is that step back thing that all these guys are doing now. That's a travel, man. I'm sorry. I've been playing basketball all my life. When you stop dribbling, you either have to shoot the ball or you got to pass it. That's it. There is no extra step. You're traveling, and they need to. They stop. They they're changing the rules, and they need to cut that out because that's giving James Harding an, an, an extra edge on people. When you stop dribbling, you got to pass it or shoot it. No step back, so you can get some extra room. That's traveling. Thank you, Tony. Passionate. Yeah. Not the first person I've heard say that. Uh, popular, popular thought on that. Andy, do you think it's travel? Uh, that gather step, it is interesting. And I, and I get, it used to be, he's right. It used to be a travel. And the LeBron called it the, what did he call it? The crab dribble? Yeah, the crab dribble. The crab dribble where you like gather the ball, but your foot is still in the air. So that doesn't count as one step. And then you take two more after that. <sighs> I mean, they're never going to call that. Yeah, um, of all the things to talk about in this game, we, we don't need to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Uh, we got Anthony Slater joining us in five minutes. Um, let's, go to, let's, go to, let's go to Jazzbo. It's been on for a while. Let's go to Jazzbo. He's talking about Warriors defense. All right, no refs. Jazzbo, talk to us at the defense. What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, a very compelling game, even though the flop master general was uh, in prime form with a Harden crying. Just, uh, he makes the game so unbearable to watch, but... Uh, uh, very interesting game. The one thing that I'm curious about is, and I noticed it, and the epitome of this situation was where uh, the last shot that Harden took from three and Draymond turned his back uh, on him as Harden um, approached and tried to make the contact foul and falling down. I noticed that uh, earlier in the game where other players were doing the same thing. They would turn their back on him after guarding him and maybe getting in his Face, but then turning their back, and it seemed to be effective. A lot of uh, the calls didn't go uh, against the Warriors when they used that technique. I don't know if that's a known technique or if you guys noticed it. Thank you, Jasbo. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, players are highly aware that the Rockets hunt for fouls, not just the Rockets, but they're probably at the top of the list for the ones who do it the most often. So it's a lot of turning your body with your arms extended to – try to avoid the foul call and kind of over-exaggerate that you are going straight up uh, and not going into the guy. Yeah, good thing about the Warriors here, we saw what the Utah Jazz did on defense where they threw Ricky Rubio and the Royce O'Neal. They had him essentially overplaying Harden so much that he was behind him. The Warriors have high IQ players, and so what he's talking about essentially is just guys that are smart enough to be able to do that because right. I think with other teams, they might not be able to figure that out in the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to join us, you can call 888-957-9570 or text the Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.